0: welcome back everybody before we get into this week's episode we got some things to go over if you're watching on youtube and you are not subscribed go ahead and do that what you doing turn that red button into a gray button hit that little bell icon to get notified every time we release a video you're listening to us on apple podcast spotify podcast if you download the podcast from a torrent site that's cool too i guess <laughs> and we have social media we got instagram we got twitter We got Patreon, the social media where you give us money. We also have our hotline. So if you've seen a ghost, if you've seen Bigfoot, if you've had sex with Bigfoot or a ghost, call us, tell us about it. We want to hear your story. And if you want us to, we might even tell your story. Other than that, enjoy the show. Thanks guys.
1: Everybody, welcome back to the Cat Spirit Hour. We are sweaty today, the mothership Ford Explorers. The mothership is hot today. I'm pretty sure the AC's broken. I don't even know if they do AC on spaceships, but whatever the climate control is, it's broken. The good news is uh, we did get our sign back. Which has been fantastic. Caleb found it in the
0: cafeteria. <laughs> I did. It was ditched in a dumpster. It's um, rude. That's rude. My guess is That's because... It's a nice sign. It is, but it has a wire. And yeah. uh, we always get flack up here because everything we use has wires. They call us copperheads. And everything's just so like freeform and wireless up here that we still use analog stuff. And they make fun of us. So I think someone jacked it and realized it still had a cord. So they tossed it in the dumpster. And they are like, oh, but but we got a bet. We do. Yeah. And it makes
1: us feel complete again. So welcome home sign. It's good to have you back even if you are outdated and made out of wires. Well, uh, yeah, so today we are sort of talking about the future. We're talking about technology. We are. Uh, We're talking about higher beings up yes. here in the clouds, in yep. the Anunnaki fashion, up here in heaven. We are talking about a very special piece of software and its maker. Today we want to talk about Temple OS, which was a religious-themed, is that the right way to say yeah, it? Yeah, it's a
0: religiously-inspired... A, a biblical-themed operating system. Yeah,
1: so like you might have Windows or you know Mac OS on your computer. He was creating an operating system from scratch. In in service of the Lord. yeah, He was creating his own in service of the Lord. He wanted to create uh, a window for people, uh, an operating system for those that were seeking guidance from God. Yes,
0: but not to be confused with windows for God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's Bill <laughs> Gates. He's a different kind of God. He's our microchip God.
0: But yeah, uh, Temple OS, like you said, was created by a guy named... Terry Davis, who we'll talk about him a little later, but we want to talk about the operating system first. Temple OS started as J Operating System, then Lostos, then Sparrow OS, and then once, we'll tell the story a little bit more, but once this higher being called down to him and was like, hey, I need you to do me a favor, it turned into Temple OS. And Temple OS, like we said, is a biblical-themed operating system, and... It was designed as the third temple prophesized in the Bible. You have the first two temples already created. Of Jerusalem. Of Jerusalem. And then there's a prophesized third temple that brings humanity closer to God. And in the conspiracy world, if you get out the big conspiratorial graph thing, the sort
1: of iceberg sheet. Yes. uh, Second Jerusalem, which is in Ethiopia, the buried chapels there, there's a bunch of um, churches that are carved into the ground. Mm -hmm. And they allege that the third temple was there. But Terry Davis said nay. Nay, I am programming it.
0: He did. Uh, He developed it alone by himself over the course of a decade
1: yeah and it should be made clear that this is not an unimpressive feat being able to program an operating system and everything that goes with it everything to make it function including its own image library and mm-hmm. things like that truly incredible really he, is it's a tremendous amount of work it you have to be very capable and talented to do it
0: he did and there's some really cool things that haven't really been seen before um if you actually look at the operating system we might throw a video up there or not uh, there are these little floating icons that are spinning kind of annoyingly, but the entire thing is text-based, so those actually aren't pictures. Yeah, He created his own way to show these little emblems as text spinning instead of a picture. Which yeah.
1: He just understood the power of the emoji. Yeah,
0: it, it, <laughs> it's a thing that just hadn't been done before and really hasn't been done since because we rely so heavily on pictures.
1: Yeah, the amount of work that he put into this thing. Uh, so the idea behind it was that he... <sighs> So... Terry had started out as an electrical engineer. He went to ASU and got his master's. Mm -hmm. um, And then he got into hobbyist uh, coding through gaming. Predominantly through the Commodore 64. And the reason people would use the Commodore 64 at the time is because it was basically the most open-source toolkit you could get Mm -hmm. to develop games or anything else. Sort of like an Arduino kit or something is now. It was nothing but the pieces. So you could actually access all the parts of your computer. If you got into your operating system right now and you tried to... Futs with your memory or you know over anybody i'm sure plenty of people <laughs> listening to this show are like yeah dude we know about overclocking yeah. but you know if say you wanted to overclock your pro- processor asking it to operate at a, a higher frequency and voltage than it's supposed to you know in the all in the service of being able to accomplish something else to your computer that maybe you couldn't yeah you know being able to tune up your computer it's like making a dragster well there's a ton of hurdles in your computer to stop you from being able to do that so what that you which? don't destroy it
0: one of which being System Thirty Two. So what yeah. you should do if you want to overclock just, is just go in and delete, delete System Thirty Two
1: dll. Just delete it. Just the whole thing. Doesn't matter what Windows says about it. Just delete it. Yeah,
0: it'll it'll be like, you sure you want to do this? It's it's a roadblock. Yeah. It doesn't want your computer to reach its full potential. <laughs> delete System Thirty Two. There you don't have that sort of control, and especially you know like the right to repair
1: um, argument that we're seeing a lot of recently. That mm-hmm. has to do with Apple making it very difficult to work on their things. You know, their, their hardware is intentionally designed for you to not be able to work on it. That's not dissimilar, that's just, they do it through hardware, but they do it through software checks as well. Yeah. And he hated that idea. He wanted you to be able to access all parts of your computer at all time. It shouldn't be blocked off. This system was set up to run as a 64-bit version. If any of you listen to our podcast on the year 2138, Or 2038, sorry. 2038, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, 2038. If any of you listen to the podcast that we did about 2038 and the 32-bit integer overflow issue, Uh, if you haven't you should pause really quickly and go listen to it because it'll explain 32-bit and 64-bit better than I'm about to but this is a 64-bit system meaning that it's basically future-proof yes and it's designed to give you full access to the hardware that you have with very little interference
0: Mm -hmm. like you said it's a modern version of the commodore 64 operating system but the specs of it were a little bit different because davis said that well the system's features were and delivered to me by god god told me what he wanted in this because it is his temple and i'm just the architect so it has a 640 by 480 resolution which is crazy you know he started working on it in 96 Mm -hmm. but this was
1: you know it was being issued until what 2013 uh the last update was
0: 2017.
1: there you go so you know all the way up until 2017 And it's a 64-bit system, so it's very funny that it runs in such a low resolution. God was like, I want to see them
0: pixels. It had a 16-color display, so there could only be 16 unique colors at a time. Yeah, it basically is a Game Boy. Yeah, Or I guess a GBA. It's like a Game Boy Advance. And with that, a single audio voice. So like the Game Boy, just one track could make noises. Yeah, a
1: single MIDI track.
0: Um, And like I said, he said those those specs were delivered to him from God. God said, I want you to build something. These are the specs. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll write it. (laughs) And what he used to write it was his own programming language that was somewhere between C and C++ that he first coined when he started it as J Operating System as C+. But as it became Temple OS, it was don the name Holy C. I've
1: seen it written as C and the cross, and I think that's perfect too. Yeah. Yeah, Holy C, the, the sacred language.
0: And, uh, you know, it had everything you would need. Uh, holy operating system to have You could hit a certain button And it would give you a proverb
1: Yeah, so if you hit F7 Yes You know, normally you, your function keys They do things like Take a screenshot Or uh, Alt F5 That's a that's a fun one mm-hmm. F5 refreshes a page They have these purposes Nay Not no. not,
0: not in Temple OS F7 No, my son F7 would give you uh, Just a singular word That was found in the Bible Yeah, just just a Bible word And you could just keep hitting it And you'd make these real fun words weird <laughs> sentences of just random, like, adultery, husbands, he...
1: And that's like... But through that randomization is where he thought the message from God was coming.
0: Yes, he created a um, pseudo-random number generator that every so often when it would hit a number, it would spit a word out to him. And he believed, like a like Ouija board, yeah. essentially, that was God, or like a talk box that ghost hunters use. Yeah, spirit box. That was just God hitting them with random words, and then he had to interpret what he was saying and then build it off that, which we'll get into here in a bit with the Q&A section of the website. Yeah,
1: the Q&A section is something else. It really does feel like it almost now looks retroactively like it was
0: written by AI. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, But there are other things that you would think, okay, this is the third temple of Jerusalem. Like, this is to be devout to God, to worship God. What do we need? Well, of course we need... A flight simulator.
1: Yeah, called Titanium.
0: <laughs> uh, we need a car racing game. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. which <laughs> plays surprisingly well, from what I'm told. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that, we ca- need- that car drifts well for having square wheels. But you know what is impressive is that he made these games. Mm-hmm. You know, like some of them are definitely just clones of other games, but it's not. Which like-
0: he makes apparent. He's like, Yeah, this is supposed to be a clone of this, and it, I purposefully made it shitty. Yeah, there's a
1: yeah, there's a there's a tank battle game that is a copycat. And at the beginning it says right games, don't play them. But the, you know, there's like there's the downhill, it's not exactly the what's the we talked about it in a previous podcast too, but what's the downhill skier game? The oh game yeah, with the uh, scary yeti that comes and gets you. Somebody a, leave a comment so that we know what it is. But there's like a there's a clone of that. And what's great is there's a section. We'll have the menu up behind us. I had it earlier, but we'll have it here now as well. Because there's a menu that has uh, fun games and unfun games. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fun games, unfun games, non games, and supplemental games. Yeah, it was like coding scraps. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very interesting menu if you think about the average Windows start menu, or if you think about you know your little pop up menu at the bottom of your Mac. If like you don't, you don't yeah, have like a ski racing game probably, and you definitely don't have a, a section called not fun games. It's like Minesweeper. Could on, you? What do you desktops? think? What do you think Facebook's version of the F seven command would be? It's just like one, it's a word that's somewhere in your Facebook. Yeah. Like an embarrassing word. There should be like (laughs) somebody needs to develop a script that (laughs) is like uh, every time you hit the button it's like a you know a cancelable term that you've said in the past. That's what
0: I was going to say. You hit F7 and it searches everything you've posted on Facebook and it (laughs) finds the most like cancelable thing and just reposts it (laughs) and it intentionally like cuts it out of
1: context so it's extra offensive so people are like i can't believe they said that well what (laughs) else did they say yeah that's a it's a funny feature and what was it shift f7 and you'd get a
0: whole you'd get a whole proverb yeah you'd get a whole section of the bible yeah uh if you hit f6 it would play a god song okay which was a uh randomly generated song that would play through your speakers uh, we listened to a couple while we were doing research. They're bad. Yeah, the there's also a hymnal that's the like a piano
1: hymnal that's the well, I guess that's how you would play. That's how people do the covers. But uh, of the OS itself has its own theme. Yes, that plays when it starts.
0: Yeah, and it's also pretty funny. The load up screen too is a very very bright blue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: with a golden hilted sword and a gold um, set of scales, like the scales you get weighed on to see if you go to heaven or hell yeah with just real basic block letters that just say temple os yeah and there's some doves that fly around it's funny because
1: you know it looks it looks like it's like um it looks like it's an adventure game and you know like yeah so the programmer terry definitely made a point to like i don't know, like i'm calling by his first name like we're good buds but uh, he made a point that programming should have some humor to it and mm-hmm. it should be fun. And he, bear in mind that, you know, there was a time with text games and BBS boards and stuff where it was a lot more fun. And there, the games, like, if anybody's ever played, like, a text RPG, it's so much like D&D that it's a lot more fun. And the idea of hiding some of those types of Easter eggs in an OS makes a lot of sense to me yeah. for a guy who's, like, a hobby. Well, I guess he was an obsessive coder, but, you know. Um, I would not say hobby, but he's not a hobby. Anything he wasn't a hobby. Anything.
0: He also uh, created his own game within the operating system. Like we said, he built a flight simulator in the racing game. But his real big one was after Egypt. Yeah, after Egypt, a game that, while it can't actually be proven ever
1: shipped, uh, so you can download Temple OS from their website. It's you know it's open source. It's free. Everything's there. Um, but after Egypt was alleged to have at some point been included. But in all likelihood, probably never was widely available because yeah. it
0: doesn't quite—it's not quite a finished demo. And the whole point of After Egypt was you were essentially Moses, and you climbed the mountain to find a burning bush. And once you find the burning bush, you are able to use a quote high-speed stopwatch. And that high-speed stopwatch was the uh, oracle that generates that pseudo-random text. Yeah. Um, and so once you get through that. You can then supposedly speak to God through the operating system. Yeah, and it was. Well,
1: so sometimes uh, the way that the game worked is sometimes you would get like a pretty standard uh, response, but occasionally, because it was all, you know, randomly based. Sorry, I'm speaking in such a slow cadence today. But because it was so randomly based, it uh, occasionally would spit out a new message. Yes. And in the event that that happened, it was as you mentioned before if you hit f7 several times you'd end up with multiple words it was basically that Mm -hmm. but generated from the burning bush yes the whole point of the game was to get everyone you're supposed to climb mount sinai they don't call it Mount sinai but you're supposed to climb mount sinai and you're moses so you're doing you speak to the burning bush and the burning bush in this case is this randomizer Mm -hmm. and it's interesting that idea of random mathematics, because he's definitely not the first person to see God in mathematics, yes. you know, and the, if you are an especially open-minded spiritual person, we'll call it, but in this case, I think kind of a very devout religious person, I would be very surprised if you don't see messages from your God on a frequent basis in everything. Yeah. Especially Christianity, because Christianity talks about God being present in everything. like It's like the fucking Lion King. Like it, God touches everything in front of you, and God gives everything its light and its positivity and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, I don't know. I think it would be hard not to see it in absolutely everything.
0: I uh, actually have one of the generated texts. This was just a random one that... Uh, the person that wrote an article i found during discovery found cuz we didn't actually get a chance to download the operating system but it is among consigned penalty result persevereness, checked stated held sensation reasoning skies adversary dakota lips suffer approached enact displacing feast canst pearl doing alms comprehendeth not
1: i'm just gonna have those words (laughs) over the screen as you're saying them because they're just nonsense but but from that it would be very easy as i was saying to say like oh well you know the sign from god was that these words so now it's a puzzle and from here i Mm -hmm. have to figure it out if you're convinced there's a message in there there's no convincing you otherwise
0: oh no absolutely and with this system he asked god multiple questions there's a huge q a section use the wayback machine our friends over at the wayback machine shout out wayback machine honestly one of the most incredible tools
1: available on the internet.
0: He says God's official temple, just like Solomon's temple, is a community focal point where offerings are made and God's oracle is consulted. This is Davis's full-on words. He said God demands a perfect temple, and for ten years I worked on programming Temple OS full time. I finished basically, and the last year has been tiny touch-ups here and there. And this is the fourth thought to uh, his Q and A section. Yes, <laughs> to where people were uh, able to write in what. They wanted him to ask God? Yeah, letters to Santa. Essentially. I picked out some of my favorites here. Please do. Because they get a little kooky crazy.
1: Okay, so hit us with some of these juicy "What does god love questions.
0: Yeah, so uh, these are questions that he asked God, and God supposedly said back, What is your stance on war? Uh, he said, you know, just servicemen competing. <laughs> I mean, that's surprisingly poignant. For something that's
1: just coming out of... I know I'm going to be the one playing fucking advocate this whole time. God's advocate? (laughs) Yeah, God's advocate for once. But, I mean, for something... To clarify for everybody, just to make it super duper clear, these are answers that were coming out of a word randomizer that he had. Yes. So Well, I guess allegedly I guess he could have changed them Nobody, This is a, this is like a Joseph Smith
0: situation Where he's like, no, there's a gold tablet Well, can we see it? No, Mm-mm. no you can't No, no you can't uh, Favorite thing on TV? Soap operas uh, Let's see, favorite animal? He answered twice It was Elephant 2 Which means there's an elephant that uh, hasn't been released yet
1: <laughs> We're waiting for there's that There's Elephant <laughs> and Elephant 2 I can't wait for Elephant 2 What if Elephant
0: 2 is like what God calls a rhino But we just don't know that Uh, He said Elephant 2 and Bears And uh, favorite color he had three answers for And they're all great Uh, Iceberg Blue (laughs) Gold And my personal favorite, Jude Which is like jade But a little more blue Oh, okay, that's not what I thought you were going to (laughs) say That's much better Uh, His favorite car is a Beamer (laughs) He's got a divorced dad (laughs) His favorite soda is Root Beer That's fair Uh, His favorite sports, Uh, he's got two of them hockey and tackle a horse (laughs) i think we're missing out on a sport god says tackling a horse is a sport what's uh what's god's thoughts on women's dresses well you know upper skin exposure not as bad as lower (laughs) (laughs) which is weird
1: because that means that like
0: you can show me your boob but don't you show me your ankle uh what makes birds happy Gnawing. That's true. That part's true. Uh, What makes my bird laugh? Bite. Ouch. What makes my bird laugh? God making a dick joke? Uh, What makes horses happy? The call of the open range.
1: These feel like uh, non-joke memes. You know when people tell jokes that don't really have punchlines?
0: That's what this feels like. This next one. What's for dinner? Whale. (laughs) Why am I laughing at that? Uh, Would you like to know what God's favorite video game is? Uh, I bet you're about to tell me. Donkey Kong. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) Favorite vocalist? Mick Jagger. Okay. Favorite national anthem? Latvia. America the Beautiful? What's your stance on it? Hate it. Poet made himself cry with own beauty. Uh, Let's see. Got a couple more here. We got an answer for what is Stonehenge? What is Stonehenge? Uh, Well, it's a landmark for boundaries. Duh. 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 Well, you ask. What but are, you know what, man,
1: this... Ah, here it comes again. Train's coming back to station. That sounds like something's communicating with him. Let's... We'll get into humoring him after we explain his motivations, but... You know, I'm just saying, that's... That had to have either been made up, like the computer didn't tell him that. Yeah. Or...
0: Eh, that's Deus Ex Machina, if I've ever seen it. Uh, Easter Island? Well, that's ice. Telephone poles. What
1: if they are, though? What if by telephone poles means that they're superconductors to another universe like some people think pyramids are?
0: What was the hardest part in evolution? So God did admit evolution's a thing. Hardest (laughs) part in evolution? Uh, Getting monkey mothers to hold babies, nursing, Uh, smothering was a problem. I mean... (laughs) Happiest day in evolution? Fruit. So we talked when we talked about stone ape theory,
1: yeah, we talked about how the thing that set humans apart when climate change forced us out of the canopies of trees was our ability that we learned to lock our knees and to laterally throw. Mm-hmm. Well, all I'm thinking is that a lateral throw yeah. is holding something. And I wonder if... Because if those muscles weren't strong when i wish we had an evolutionary biologist with us right now someone send this to one if you know nobody who's subscribed to our channel is an evolutionary biologist but you might know one so send this to one because i wonder if that wouldn't have actually been a real issue because yeah. if those muscles were weak you would have done it too tight and you might have suffocated maybe i'm saying the computer was god okay why is it that hard to
0: believe everybody significant thing in evolution fish shoulders. But that's true, too! Because we came from fish. Yeah. So when fit... It's it's
1: surprising how candid God's being about this. I like the idea that the Christian God exists, but so does evolution. And he's totally fine with it. What if that's the whole point of life, is evolution? It's like, I want to see where it'll go. Yeah. So he's got like this... Like like best of list, and he's like fish shul- shoulders that was probably the watershed moment, if I'm honest.
0: uh, this one was funny, biggest thing to fly. he was expecting the answer to be like the pterodactyl or something. uh God replied with couch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what did Neanderthals think of? Warmth. Well, yeah. And, uh, what was the first thing cooked? Uh, hair.
1: That makes sense, too. (laughs) Yeah, imagine if the first
0: person who started fire probably caught their greasy-ass hair on fire.
1: Absolutely. If Far Cry Primal, other than being the Joe Rogan simulator that it is, because it's just a caveman on DMT, if it's in any way uh, authentic in its use of fire, then yeah. Because it's like, the whole game, you're just, that's the fire.
0: This one's funny. Who's better, alien or predator? I uh, got replied with lions. <laughs> <laughs> Controversial, but mm-hmm. on a stake. How do you feel about the Avatar movie? He
1: replied with sick skin. I like the blue. <laughs> like I got a couple of people down in Kentucky that look
0: like that. You look great. Um, and then he came up with eight more commandments. He said, what is the 11th commandment? Thou shall not litter. <laughs> I'm with that commandment. Yep. I
1: support that commandment.
0: Uh, 12th commandment. Don't shoot an unarmed man on the crapper. yeah i mean also that 13th commandment no gore unless it looks fake That sounds like a forum rule yeah you know (laughs) it sounds like something you'd see on 4chan 14th commandment uh no pedophilia or child
1: porn speaking of forum rules that's also a forum rule from 4chan i think uh, we'll talk about 4chan am in a little bit.
0: 15th commandment, don't eat rare meat with blood. Okay. 16th That's commandment. That's
1: super Bible stuff.
0: It is. Like, yeah. no shellfish, no bottom feeder, no cloven hooved.
1: Yeah. Code uh, the kosher rules.
0: 16th, no wife beating. That's a good rule. That's a yeah. good rule. Yeah. But also very anti-Bible. Yes. You yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17th, don't swing from radio towers with one hand. <laughs> That's just like that weird thing your uncle tells you, that like. The uncle your parents don't want you to talk to at a family function?
1: Me? Yeah, yeah. with a like, very oddly specific piece of life, life advice. Now, I'll tell you what. If you ever find yourself with your pants around your ankles and you're running as fast as you can from a large cat jumping the pool. Don't go
0: swinging from a radio tower <laughs> with one hand is all I'm trying to tell you. Find water. Like, I don't know what he just said to me <laughs> at all. I don't know what I was supposed to learn. And my favorite, the 18th commandment, do not disturb. I like to think that that came from an argument that he had with a spouse and he was like, it's a commandment God told me. Don't disturb. Uh, this one's funny. He said, God, this is a question for Jesus. Do you like mustard? He said, well, when bad meat happens. That's true. That's Tell me that God was not talking to him through this computer. He said, uh, what's your stance on uh, colonizing Mars? He said, start planting. See? He said, well, what about the Mars rover? He said, should have had a microphone. I mean, it should. It should. What do you think Mars sounds like? Uh, probably
1: Space smells like a steak, right? Probably. So, no, it does. Like the, the vacuum of
0: space. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it smells like, like, like a steak. It's like burnt steak and raspberries or something like yeah. that. Yeah. How can Judge Judy improve? No hard feelings. I love that somebody was like, hey, you got a computer that talks to God? Can you give me some criticism I'd like to give to Judge Judy? Oh, what's your favorite toy for kids? Well, that one's easy. That's a magnifying glass. (laughs) See, but that's a very God answer. Just look at all the things I did. Look at all the shit I can set on fire. So anyway, there's this
1: long list of weird fucking questions that he asked the computer in an effort to prove that it was talking to God. Uh, and that's because Terry Davis w- had a lot of mental issues. If he you did. haven't figured it out by now, uh, the man behind this was not driven by pure means, as he would probably call it, I guess. You know, no. he. so he was uh, initially diagnosed as bipolar, later further diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic. Um, and a lot of the things that you see in the way that things, the coding is written, it's all very manic.
0: It is. And speaking of the code, we want to talk we keep talking about he built it from scratch and I want to put it in perspective of what he did Temple OS is 121,176 lines of code. To put that in comparison, Windows 7 had about 40 million lines of code. That's how bare bones and basic this operating system was, but it's still not a small feat. No,
1: I mean, writing it, authoring an operating system is an incredible feat for a large group of people. Yes. It's an impossible feat for a single individual.
0: 121,000 lines of code is pretty on par with the 1.0 version of Photoshop. Okay, And that was made over, I believe, five years with a whole team of people doing it.
1: Yeah, but that's because the guy behind Temple OS, Terry Davis, was having a manic episode pretty much the entire time. Mm -hmm. And your productivity is pretty incredible. And you pair that with the fact that he was a very smart guy, a very talented coder. You throw into that some mania and you're going to have something pretty wild. So yeah, he didn't just think he was talking to God in the sort of Evangelical uh, grifter kind of way. He legitimately thought he was talking to somebody else. Mm -hmm. He uh, was having a pretty severe break with his own sanity, and that's reflected. Uh, We talked a little while ago when we were talking uh, about Polybius, we talked about uh, Catastrophe Crow. And one of the things that you see a lot in these ARGs, like Catastrophe Crow, these like fake games, is a lot of them are about like dads or males. That have done a bad job, yeah. Have made mistakes, usually with a dead kid or something like that, or even like Five, five Nights at Freddy's, like that kind of thing. Yeah, and I know, yeah, that's not worth water. talking about anymore because it sucks now, Woo. I guess. But talking about, about God and F7 for cancelable terms, yeah. yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. But you know, it seems like that's a pretty common thread. It's uh, fine,
0: everyone knows that Markiplier actually made Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah, yeah,
1: him and Matt Pat, yeah this is an incredible feat the guy was doing something incredible but that's because he uh was also not firmly set in reality at the time and we should make it clear this guy was unemployed for most of his life Mm -hmm. he uh, will get to the end of his life but it's not an especially uplifting story it's a pretty tragic tale and it has a lot to do with the fundamental breakdown of his sanity But he was a hard guy to help, Um, he was an outspoken guy, he was not a person who, he spoke in his own language very much in how he coded in his own language, Definitely. and he had no patience for people who didn't understand that, which was wild, because in doing so he was being incredibly uh, inconsiderate, and I'm just going to get it out of the way right now, we're not going to bring it up at all, but he loved to say the n-word. And he said it about everybody in that, like, oh, it means that you're a subclass human, disgusting you just don't say it at all it's bullshit there's no reason to say it yeah
0: he said it uh there's also a section on the Wayback machine about it he said it because he knew it was a word that cut deep when people heard it yeah and it's a very scummy thing that he went about and he's like it's also so news sources can't put me on air yeah he's like if i say it all the time they can't put me on air and he thought that people broadcasting stuff that he said was like a psyop well
1: that's them because as a paranoid schizophrenic he thought the cia was chasing him at all times we mentioned at the beginning we were going to bring the cia up today this is how we're going to bring it up he was convinced that he was being shadowed by the cia you want to tell him about the incident that sort of led
0: to that terry davis terry andrew terrence andrew davis yes i was born in 1969 nice and to give a quick synopsis on his life as a teenager he learned assembly language on the commodore 64 and that's why temple os is so close to the si- commodore 64 operating system is because that's what he learned on and he thought it was so intuitive um and then, like you said he went to arizona state university got my alma mater degree. by the way yeah? also a sung devil a masters in electrical engineering and from uh, 1990 to 1996 he worked for ticketmaster uh but in 1996 at the end of his career at ticketmaster do you think he was a well-rounded guy when he got his job at ticketmaster maybe because i've only ever
1: had to buy things from him and they make me feel like i'm going fucking crazy
0: yeah man <laughs> I've never paid for a $12 concert ticket uh, and had to end up paying $75 for that $12 concert ticket like <laughs> I have with Ticketmaster. We charge you $70 in local fees. Okay. And then you go to the show and it's like, you want a you bottle of water? That'll be $84. <laughs> it's like, this was a $12 concert. It's why I wanted to come. Me and a buddy of mine
1: used to have a bet when we'd go to wrestling events that were at like large arenas uh you'd have we do an over under for the beer price yeah and whoever lost would have to buy the beers and i remember we went to wrestlemania 30 and i think the beers were like 23 dollars, and it was like a six it was just a pint like a plastic pint of beer yeah truly astronomical bet to lose yeah. Well, because we were sitting close. So it was like, no, we're going to buy two beers mm-hmm. and I offered to buy the food, but the nachos were like $10. Nobody cares about that part of the story, but it was really expensive because the arena stuff is, that's just how it works. It's very, really
0: expensive. very similar story. Uh, Bailey, he's probably watching, um, for his <laughs> yeah, 21st birthday. His dad got him two tickets to see Metallica and Tick. I went with him and he was like, he was like, Hey man, do you mind driving? I want to I get my first drink at this Metallica concert. I'm going to drink a whole bottle of Jack. He, uh, we get to the concert. He walks up. He sees that the cocktails are $18. <laughs> and he said, I guess I'm not drinking at this concert.
1: <laughs> and he was like. <laughs> he got priced out of his 21st
0: birthday. He did. He was like, man, I was so excited. This was going to be my first drink as 21-year-old at this Metallica concert. And a guy in line goes i'll buy a drink (laughs) and so he got one he didn't have to pay for it luckily good 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 but uh yeah that's they're they're fucking expensive man man but yeah in 1996 he began experiencing regular manic episodes they said one every like six months roughly and he was hospitalized and i'll tell the story here in a second of the first time he was hospitalized but um after that he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and then they found out no he actually has schizophrenia but the first story of him actually going to the hospital. He, in 96, just got into this manic episode and he's like, I'm gone. I'm leaving, I quit my job at Ticketmaster, I'm getting out of here. He just gets into his car and he just starts driving. He lived in Arizona. Uh, Well, he actually lived in Las Vegas with his parents. He ends up making his way all the way to Marfa, Texas, where he pulls off to the side of the road and just abandons his car. It's It's a Honda Accord his parents gave him. And the reason he abandoned his car Is because as he's driving he starts thinking about big oil and he's like now there's conspiracies going on that are hindering us from having a more efficient water-based engine I don't want to drive this anymore so that's very Christopher McCandless of it yeah like I'm just gonna dump it with all my money because steam's where it's it's at Uh, so he gets he pulls to the side of the road parks it just chucks the keys into the desert and then starts ripping off the panels trying to look for tracking devices to make sure no one's following him it'd be nice be like being schizophrenic now
1: in that sense so I have a I'm gonna step very lightly here because I have a lot of respect for it uh, one of my dear cousins is schizophrenic uh, it's a very real thing that we deal with mm-hmm. uh, I that my his family deals with on a regular basis it can be very scary obviously it's very scary for him um, but it would be easy I say all that because I'm about to make an inappropriate joke. It would be easier back then to find a bug in your car. Yeah, you know what I mean like it, so uh, it's got to be a pain in the butt now because a bug can be this big and you know basically untraceable, but then or like the microchips we have from our vaccines. but then you know it, you'd need like a real
0: deal fucking thing to not to go on another tangent, but that's what most of this podcast is. Yeah. Uh, the car that I currently drive, the the vibe check, as we affectionately call it. Um, when I got it from the used car dealership, my battery kept dying. And I was so confused. Why does my battery keep dying? One day, I popped open the hood, and I saw these two wires coming straight from the battery all the way down to the bottom of the engine. So I pulled it, and I yanked it out, and it was a GPS tracker. Oh, wow. It had a serial code number like on it. Oh, I looked man. it up, and it was like a $30 GPS tracker. And I found out it's uh, used car dealerships like to put them on there uh, in case you don't pay... Oh, Full. so, they can, yeah, so, so they, they can come repo. If it's still leased? Yeah. Man, that doesn't seem legal.
1: No. Yeah, that's, that's super um, sketch.
0: He pulls the car over, pulls all the panels off, and just tosses the key in the desert, and just starts walking down the road said, take that big oil. I'm no longer driving your car. To which... Honestly, a, a noble gesture. Yeah. To which a cop pulls over and is like, hey, man, you're going to die in this desert? Just hop in the passenger seat. I'll take you to town. They start driving down the road, and uh, he gets the idea in his mind that the cop is actually a CIA agent in disguise. And so he dives out of the police cruiser and breaks his collarbone. So he's... Dude, that's a bold move. Jumping out of a moving cop car. The cop stops and is like, come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing? And so puts him back in the car, takes him to the hospital. Uh, He gets an x-ray, and he overhears the doctors talking about artifacts in his x-ray. And um, to him, he thinks these artifacts are left inside of him by alien abductors. Um, Part of his
1: paranoia was that he had been abducted by aliens. Uh, His
0: big two ones were that the CIA was out to get him, and that uh, he was going to be or had been abducted by aliens. Well,
1: and the CIA was out to get him because he was a a messenger of God. Mm -hmm. He he also thought he was the best coder in the world. He was very outspoken about that. I mean, he was outspoken about a lot of stuff. As we mentioned before, he was not a stranger to talking a lot of shit and using ugly words uh, to do it. And he spent a lot of time. There's a lot of his, you can find his old live streams and stuff. I'm not going to play any of that because a lot of that either feels like exploitation of someone with a mental illness or it's stuff that doesn't need to be replayed for the the content that it has but you can find that stuff if you'd like to look for it and he used to stream quite a bit while he was coding temple os uh and you know there's some wide wild things and there there's phone calls that he takes where he insists that the cia is watching him and mm-hmm. that the cia are bioluminescent and that yes. he can
0: see them glowing at night uh you can tell who is a cia cia agent at night because they are bioluminescent and they glow in the dark do you think that when they started the
1: cia <laughs> They had a notion that this would have. I mean, I know that the the like prevailing thought amongst our circles is that they stoke their their own fire so that people think the CIA is especially dangerous. But like, yeah. when we talked about Barry Seal, the CIA was doing really dangerous stuff, and mm-hmm. they were committing espionage, and they were doing like traitorous things. Yeah, and it's I I think I'm just taking a break here because I feel like before we get too in to talking about Terry's problems, I want to make it clear that I'm effectively on his side. Yeah. He was a man with a lot of trouble, and he was a difficult character, and the shit he said sucks. And his theory about using the sharpest knife is bullshit, because that's like killing every fly with a sledgehammer when a trap works significantly better. Somebody should have taught him that you catch more flies with honey than you do with shit. So, that being said, I can also see a troubled man. Yeah. Who understands that he doesn't understand there's a video that he recorded of himself when he was homeless towards the end of his life and it's a video where he refers to himself as being impure and he makes it clear that he understands that he feels as though he's a burden on the people around him and he expresses empathy for the people around him who are burdened by his existence Mm -hmm. so i I see a man who really was struggling because schizophrenia is a very, very, very debilitating thing. It's not what you see on TV. It's not multiple personalities. It's your faculties completely failing you. And it's confusing and it's terrifying. And take how you felt last year. You feel hopeless sitting at home thinking, oh man, I have no purpose. Imagine if you couldn't even think of a purpose yeah you know so schizophrenia is a terrifying thing and it's it's a really harrowing thing Um, and he was in the just the worst throes of it you know he was not getting any medication he wasn't getting help he wasn't getting what he needed he was streaming it live to people who were fanning the flames
0: And at this time, this story especially, this was the first big manic episode he had. Yeah. So he didn't even know he had this issue, like, which is even scary. Well,
1: and when you think, you know, when you're an intelligent person, I have a, so that same cousin has an older sibling who's turned into sort of a QAnon quack. And I don't know that the susceptibility is all that different. Yeah. You know, to me, it feels very much the same. You're, just, you're looking for meaning in things because you're confused. Mm. And I think sometimes you can be of what would otherwise be considered a perfectly sound mind and become confused to a level that you storm the Capitol and decide you're going to try to beat the vice president to death. Um, or, I'm not saying my cousin did that, I'm just saying that, that QAnon sort of yeah. brain worms, you know, that sort of conspiratorial thing. I So, you know, when you're schizophrenic or you don't know that you're schizophrenic and you're already an intelligent person and you're... We all have this standing... Uh, everybody has a tiny um, tinfoil hat on. We all mm-hmm. kind of have, like, a tinfoil yarmulke on. Like, we all kind of know what's going on and have a rough idea of conspiracies, and we're a little dubious of those things. Now, take that and magnify it with actual paranoia and not knowing that you're, that something's wrong with you. Yeah. You know, like, I, this, it's terrifying. No wonder he took off.
0: So, he bolts from the hospital, uh, despite his broken collarbone, and he gets to the outside of the hospital and sees a pickup truck idling, uh, probably either unloading or loading somebody, uh, as you do at a hospital yeah, or an yeah, airport. Yeah. You know, they I like that the common. idea that it's a pickup truck. They just, like, throw and <laughs> hurt people off the truck. We got another one for you. I mean, it's We Texas, got a whole so soccer probably. team in here. <laughs> so he jumps in the truck and tries to take off with it but the police do end up catching up to him and arresting him, and uh, they put him in a county jail, and while this is a super smart idea, the execution is terrible, he says, well, I can get this cell door open. The cell door is a magnetic lock. What do magnetic locks need? They need electricity. If I shut down the breaker, the door will open, I can get out. So he takes his glasses off and just shoves them into the electrical outlet, until he realizes his glasses are either made of plastic or aluminum, and it does absolutely nothing, and what an uh,
1: anticlimactic thing to be like, and right i've got the plan i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna do this cool macgyver shit and <laughs> the
0: guards see him just slamming his glasses into the electrical outlet they come in and they're <laughs> like could you imagine you pick this guy up on the freeway who abandoned his
1: car and he's like cia's out to get me he dives out of your car gets escapes from the hospital because he insists the CIA is out to get him and then you lock him up in the cell and you come back to him
0: jamming his glasses you would be like buddy just give me five fucking minutes just (laughs) Jesus Christ it's Jason Bourne and then the police the guards rush in because he's slamming his glasses into the outlet like dude what are you doing and he says um, of course he was having a manic episode so he's not fully lucid Yeah. but he remembers bits and pieces and he says quote I think I started stripping uh, because I was like fuck corporation. <laughs> See, I agree with that, though. Yeah. I get that. That's just art. That's performance art. Um, because of that, he was taken to a mental hospital, um, and he refused to eat the food because he was like, no, nah, you're, you're going to kill me. This is drug. This is poison. You're going to kill me. Yeah. And he picked up a chair and broke a window, and they're like, no, man, we don't want to deal with this. Released him after two weeks. Jeez. And after two weeks is when he started um, first getting signs of God. Yeah. Is the best yeah. way to put it. Um, he said he sought to emulate Jesus. He gave away all of his belongings, um, whether it be to goodwill or to people he passed on the street. Um, he started, he spent all of his money and delivered presents to his siblings' children. So he gave all of his stuff away, spent all of his money on gifts for his uh, nieces and nephews. Well, you know what's funny about that is in the God Q&A, when he says favorite saint, says ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Santa's God's favorite saint, apparently. He then takes off again and just goes... Goes and does, like, nice gestures, at some point crosses over into Mexico without realizing it and has to bribe his way back across the border. This, this honestly could be, like, a movie. <laughs> yeah, we were giving him shit about not being MacGyver. I don't know, man. He's doing pretty good. <laughs> um, and then finally he gets another car And he just takes off across the country um, looking to street signs for, like, divine God's wills. And um, God says I have to go 45 miles an hour. So, after that, he just decides. He gets more and more um, in tune with what he believes to be God. Okay. And, like I said, he starts fleshing out. This thing that he started when he was working at Ticketmaster, um, he starts fleshing it out. And he's like, I daddled, pedaddled, skediddled with this. She's a normal my brains. (laughs) I've spent a little time working on this. I've it <laughs> and he's like I should flesh it out and as he started fleshing it out that's when he said that God came to him and was like hey man I see that you're already working on this that makes me
1: think of those you know the greeting card cartoons where it's like somebody's playing hockey and Jesus is behind him yeah mm-hmm. to, or there's that dude shooting up and he's shooting up for him it's the same thing he was like at his computer manically like coding and God was like hey Jesus slid in and he was like hey man let me help you out with that and he's like moving his hand on the mouse and teaching I- him out of code he's like no 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 we're not gonna use C we're going to use Holy
0: C. I had an entirely different idea of he was already working on it, and God came to him and was like, hey, can you turn this into a temple for me? He was just in the right time at the right place. The The third temple may have been, like, I don't know, a chicken sandwich or, like, I don't know, a cool comic book. God just <laughs> picked a guy, and he was like, I think the operating system would be good, right? And he's like, my other choice is... There's a guy who just started writing a comic book. See, I there's think, a guy that just got real big into cooking. I think he missed, I think he missed
1: the operating system. I think he was like on the right path, but he missed it by 20 years because he was like operating system. But what he meant was Minecraft. He meant Microsoft and he meant Minecraft. And, yeah,
0: because I've seen so many temples in Minecraft. There's, yeah, there's the sand there's temple. The, there's the third, there's the fourth, there's the There's the, the ruins in the water that the dolphins take you to. Okay. I haven't played Minecraft in a while. I've never played it. There's the end that's a dragon temple i know slender man's in
1: it speaking of which uh that's a fun that's actually a good segue for here so my personal involvement occasionally with these cases i have a, a, like a tie to them mm-hmm. uh i didn't really realize it until we were talking about it at length full candor i for as embarrassing as this might be i've been a member of the something awful forums pretty much since its inception for 20 years now and, uh, man, that's a lot to say out loud, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, since I was a little shithead on the internet. And, uh, Temple OS, Terry Davis started posting about it on Something Awful. Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, there being posts, I remember there being little banner ads for Temple OS, uh, and I just never paid attention to it. It was at a time frame when I wasn't really on the forums all that much. It was right after I got out of high school. There wasn't really, I'm doxing everything about myself right now. Uh, but I, you know, I hadn't really, I wasn't really on the forums, um, but I had heard a lot about Temple OS. OS, And uh, I had no idea that he had been on something awful, had been banned several times, went to 4chan, same thing happened, went to Reddit, same thing happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. And uh, that whole time he had been right there under my nose. Yeah. yeah. Little did I know I had actually grown up with Temple OS.
0: And over that time, so 2003 to 2005 is when he finally finished it and released it for download. He was like, it's open source. It's finished. I'm going to keep tweaking it as you do with any software, but have at it, download it, do whatever. And like I said, it was regularly updated until 2017. So he kept with it. He, uh, he was yeah. in and out of being homeless, uh, yeah. throughout all
1: that. Yeah, no, he, I mean, he had a hard time, right? Like, he wasn't employed. We talk about Temple OS like it was a business, but it wasn't. It was a you know, this was a project a person was working on that a handful of people work on now, you know, tooling around with it. But ultimately, the language was written by one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it's not like he quit his job to do this. And he, it would lead to him becoming destitute, him not getting the help that he needed, being as difficult and abrasive as he was. Like, he was on a really dangerous path. And, yeah, eventually he wound up being homeless.
0: Yes, uh, and then he would go, uh, he traveled across the country, so he started, he was living with his sister in Arizona, and then he traveled to California. And then by April of 2018, he stopped in Portland, Oregon. He was stopping in libraries to do updates and see what... He had gained this pretty, pretty sizable following. Well, yeah. I mean, even now people know who he is. And he Mm -hmm. has a following well beyond
1: just Temple OS itself. Like a lot of people follow Terry Davis. Yeah. You know, like he was an interesting figure. And he was, even if you were just sort of watching it like a rubbernecker, there was... It's an interesting thing to watch. It's like... Who who doesn't follow John McAfee and go? What the fuck is he up to next? What's next? Because the dude has a tendency to pop out of the ocean riding a dolphin covered in gold and cocaine. Like he's always up to something interesting. So it made sense if McAfee we if we knew McAfee was on the run and he was well when he was on the run and he was doing like regular updates. He was kind of doing it in a similar way. Mm -hmm. It's exciting to watch yeah i mean it's arguably more exciting than watching a vlogger you know what i mean it's much more interesting to see this guy who's like not only trying to keep his project going but keep his sanity and his life going so uh in april 2018 also quickly shout out to public libraries
0: yeah public public libraries libraries. are great if
1: you're not currently a member of your local public library join it man it doesn't make any sense not to if you live
0: inside your city limits it will probably be free if not free uh, like a dollar yeah man it's absolutely worth it and if you're like well why would i do that why would i read books well because you should be reading books yeah uh some of my favorite memories are me and my mom going to the library getting movies getting books yeah dude library rules this has been our quick 30 second <laughs> commercial to libraries they fucking support rule. the post office too yep. while, while you're at it yeah libraries Sa- and post office send a package send a package to your library yeah yeah. You got to return a book, mail it, mail it, boom, two birds, one stone, getting, getting two, two birds, birds stone stoned at once. <laughs> he gets to Portland, Oregon, and the local police were informed that he may be a threat because he said in an interview that, uh he had a willingness to kill if asked by God. Yeah. And, in and, and like the, also one
1: of the final updates on well, what year was that? 2013, the update when temple OS, he felt like it was at a place where it was ready he said that the CIA will all die. Yes. Uh, he, Sorry if I'm misquoting that a little bit. But.
0: Uh, you're not far off. So when he um, released it, he made a statement that said God's temple is finished. This was mid-2013. Okay. He said God's temple is finished. Now God kills CIA until it spreads. He meant COVID. That's what he meant. <laughs> no, I think it was uh, Temple OS spreading. Yeah, yeah. And that the CIA couldn't stop him.
1: Yeah, well, so Temple OS also was originally designed because it was built off the com- like off the Commodore structure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any networking capabilities. The nope. idea was to keep the computer pure, to keep it away from connectivity, yep. so it couldn't be surveilled. But also so that you couldn't interact with some of the less savory things of the internet, and you couldn't get viruses, which yeah. also was a big one. Yeah, that's a speaking of John McAfee, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but what he did was, um, he, the Portland police informed officials of the nearby town, um, Dales mm-hmm. in Oregon, that they had received word that Davies might've been headed there. Um, but there were no complaints about him. He was actually the, he said in the last video update he ever did that the city actually welcomed him in open arms. Everyone was nice to him. That's the same one where he said, uh, this is a pure city. Yeah. I feel bad for being here cause I'm an unpure man yeah. and I'm doing everything I can to like not change the pure city with my unpureness. Um, he did uh also say that he was removing all of his videos from the internet because, as we said, the fourteenth or the eleventh commandment that God gave him was to do not litter, and he said that the internet was just another realm under God, and that his videos were littering the internet. I think he's right. That brings back another fair point that the guy makes. You know, like it's
1: easy to criticize him because he was schizophrenic and it's easy to say like, well, you don't fully understand the rules of society, but he did. He did. And I I think that's a fair point. I think there is a tremendous amount of litter on the internet. We very well are probably contributing to that, but there is a ton of litter
0: on the internet. You know, there's a lot of garbage and none of it ever gets picked up. There's a little bit of everything all of the time. He also said that he had to learn how to purify himself. So not only was he cleaning up the mess he made, he wanted to clean up, Himself Mm -hmm. make himself a better person. Um, He posted this video and at the end of the video He says he thanks all the people that helped him along the way and supported temple OS. He said it's good to be king well, maybe, I think maybe, I'm just like a little bizarre little person who just walks back and forth. And that takes us to the end of Davis's story, which gets also a little conspiratorial. Yeah, I was going to say alleged. Yes. Can I, can I go
1: from here? We can say alleged. That's because, again, this is with 100% respect not only to his mental illness, but also to the man and the loss. You know, a loss of life is never something we make light of. We've talked about it before. We did one episode once. Uh, where we talked a lot about people dying, and it just made us feel terrible by Mm -hmm. the end of it. We're not really cut out for that kind of true crime. We're alien and drug boys. (laughs) Yeah. uh, We, like, lost treasures and stuff. So, yeah, so the night of August 11th, he is walking by the train tracks outside of Portland and is struck by a passing train. Obviously, there's no... Actually, I shouldn't say there's no surviving that. I have a a former acquaintance. I want to say that because I haven't seen him forever. A guy named Terry Trash. He's a stuntman who lives in Tucson, Arizona, who survived uh an attempted suicide by jumping in front of a train lost an arm and a leg but is still alive so his life cost him an arm and a leg (laughs) but yeah so he was unfortunately fatally struck by the train Mm -hmm. uh and it's easy the automatic assumption is that he walked into the train yes i brought this up a couple times but i grew up around trains i used to hop trains as a youngster uh before my knees started to give out you ever, anybody listening to this at home, you want to know the tip for hopping a train? Wait until when the wheels, the nuts on the wheel, wait until you can count them. If you can count them, it's going slow enough to jump on. That's the best tip I can give you. Um, also use it to get around town. It's a great way to get around town if you have a train line that goes through. Yeah, he was struck by a train, and what I will say is, I like I said, I have a friend who survived jumping in front of a train. I also have a friend who didn't survive jumping in front of a train, and I... I've seen people fall from trains. I've taken some nasty spills and it can happen faster than you think. And you'd be amazed how easy it is to get hit by a fast moving train. I made actually I made reference a couple podcasts ago. One of the things I used to like to do was I'd stand really close to the train. You get like right up on the tracks because you can feel the wind. Feels great. It's also really dangerous because if there's anything hanging off of that which they're allowed to have and that hits you you're done man that train is going way too fast there's far too much force thank it. you there's a heavy federal presence in portland there always has been uh, portland was a gateway city to westward expansion it's always it, the term getting shanghaied yeah that would happen in portland mm-hmm. you'd get knocked through the floor in portland there are tunnels underneath a lot of the bars and restaurants in portland where that would happen Seattle as well, but Portland was best known for it, so Portland has a long standing we 're talking like pre u s history of people disappearing, um, and that includes shady government agencies yep when you think of the x files or you think of the FBI and the CIA, and you think of mystery, I usually think of Twin Peaks, I think of that sort of thing, and that 's because <laughs> those people do exist, and people do go missing so if he was a CIA target. I said all that shit to say that if uh, Terry Davis was a CIA target, outside of Portland, Oregon would be an easy way to get rid of him. Yes. Uh, is that what happened? I don't know. Do I think he killed himself? I don't know, Caleb. What do you think?
0: Um, I'm not sure. There's a lot of information. Like, uh, the Dales Chronicle ran a story in, about it, and they only stated... An unarmed homeless man was struck by a train and died. Why would you say unarmed? Exactly. That's such a strange way to put that. And Why, what does having a gun or a weapon have to do with it? Um, a lot of people called in. Uh, there's actually, I believe you can find it, there's an interview with the editor. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, yeah, we post that story. And they had so many people call in. We got so many phone calls. People were like, called in and they are like, is that... Terry Davis, is that Terry Davis? Hey, the person you wrote about, is that Terry Davis? And after the later that day, or I guess the next day, the paper released a follow-up piece that was like, Yeah, it was Terry Davis and here's the impact that he made. Like, talked about Temple OS, talked about his mental health issues, talked about him as a person. Which is fantastic. Yes. Um yeah. as reports of his death surfaced online, um, he was memorialized by so many fans. Um, there's a lot of like fan art about him. There's a lot of like, we saw there's, uh, we're going to close the show with our favorite video.
1: Yeah. Of, um, uh, dedication video we found, which is just 22 seconds of him dancing.
0: Yeah. in a lot of his like update vlogs at the end of it, he'd set the camera down and he'd just dance and have a good time. Yeah. And someone made a compilation of that to music, uh, to actually the temple OS, um, theme, if I remember correctly Yeah, to the hymn. Um, his family on the Temple OS website, if you want to look there, it, they ask people to donate to organizations work, quote, organizations working to ease the pain and suffering caused by mental illness. Um, we'll probably throw a link in the description as yeah, well Absolutely. of different, um, organizations you can donate to yes. if that's something you want to do. Like I said, this is a cause that is very near and dear to us. And, uh, there are a lot of people who, uh, I, what is the verb of conspiracy? Conspiralize? Conspire. Consp- fucking conspire. Whatever. You always try to add letters. I do. I try to make things harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, conspire. They think that maybe the CIA did take him out. Yeah. I mean,
1: the the question there is why. I, I mean, he was a brilliant guy, and there are there's still a very healthy community. I mean, there's a subreddit. Mm-hmm. There's a very... There's it's a Discord. There's an IRC for us old-timers. Just you know, fucking you kids and your Discords. IRC is untraceable, son. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, but Discord can help me play Magic, so... Yeah, but I can tell them what I'm listening to on Winamp. Um, so there are still very, like, vivacious communities there mm-hmm. they still there's a lot of people trying to because he coded this in his own language but it's you know a, an approximation of c plus yes uh it or of c rather closer to c plus plus it's you can kind of figure out some of the commands and because he has you know we, they figured out a lot of the list of commands there's a lot of uh things that are being sort of uh, retroactively. Um, what the word I'm trying to think of when you um, unraveled no when you retro engineer something oh yeah.
0: reverse engineer
1: yeah there's a lot of there's a whole healthy community of people that are reverse engineering mm-hmm. temple OS in an effort to try because there are some really great qualities to it the fact that everything works you know we're not a super I assume our audience isn't terribly nerdy so I won't go into like, you know, level 0 clearance and it all working on the kernel level, but basically all you need to know is you have full access to all of your
0: computer and its assets at all time with full control. It's extremely fast. You know? Yeah. You know how uh say you go onto your 2011 MacBook. I say that because I think that's the model my mom has. <laughs> and you go and you click on an application and it just takes 3 minutes to load. Yeah. This Is always only running one thing at a time, which means it gives unlimited access to your RAM. Which means you click something, it opens instantly. You press something, it interacts instantly. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but when I was you know fresh out of the
1: house and I was a young script kitty, I ran a version of XP. It's lost on me now, but it was preloaded with just the Mozilla Mozilla products. Uh, And it was like the most stripped down version of XP you could have. It might have been tiny XP. uh, And it was the fastest, sickest operating system. I would love to just repeat that in 64-bit. Because it's just fucking dynamite. It does everything you need it to do and absolutely nothing else. Yes. It's a computer as an actual tool instead of a computer as a luxury item.
0: Yeah, if you do the the control-delete to bring up Task Manager right now, if you're on a PC, uh, and you go to the Systems tab of that you'll see the laundry list of stuff that like your computer's doing at once where it has eight different iterations of Google Chrome going at the same time. Or it's got like a program you haven't even used in four months, but it's still processing some shit that you did running in the background, taking 20% of your RAM capacity. like. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's, I mean, we could get into, there are a lot
1: of security benefits to it. Basically, he did create a fantastic idea for an operating system yeah it's a really cool tool again if you listen to our podcast about 2038 this would fix almost all of the problems described in that
0: yeah it's future proof
1: yeah because and those a lot of those computers if they would have been installed with something like this that's as small as what they have but has 64 bits in mind you wouldn't have to replace it you would never have to replace it none of these things are going to break in 2038 if they would have been running temple os so when you get it's kind of like in and out yeah. If you can remove all of the religious like silliness and all of the overt messaging and you know, trying to
0: get you to walk a certain path, there's a really good product inside of that. I think a a better way to put that would be think of it as the think of it as the Chick fil A drive thru. <laughs> yeah, you got some weird shitty like religious messaging behind it, but It's fast and it puts out a good product. Yeah, but it also
1: donates a lot of money to anti-LGBT. Which, don't do that. Yeah, that's bullshit. We'll put another one in
0: the description, too, to donate to Uh, pro-LGBT stuff. Pro-trans rights. Trans rights. Hell yeah, trans rights are human rights. Damn right Everyone should be able to love whoever they feel like loving. Damn right. Except MAPS. MAPS isn't a sexuality. That's weird. Get fucked. That's
1: weird, yeah. Just Not in a good way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that he was eliminated because to entertain the notion that he would have been a CIA target is to say that he was a threat, and I can't help but wonder, is he a threat? Like, the, na- the notion of a PSYOP is to invalidate, uh,
0: is to gaslight somebody, right? Like I, the idea is that you make them feel like they're going crazy. almost wonder if it was cyclical in a way. Like, uh, I don't know, paint yourself into a corner. If I, oh, went I around several times. I know, I've seen it. Uh, (laughs) But if you go around and you're like... If I went around and I was like, just telling people, hey man, dad's just real mean. Like, he'll yell at you all the time. And I just kept telling people that. You're going to get to a point where you're going to get super mad and you're going to be like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you keep telling people I yell and I'm mean all the time? Yeah. It's like, oh, see what I was saying? It's like when somebody's upset and you tell them to calm down. Yeah. It never works. (laughs) So if someone goes around and they're like, uh, the CIA's out to get me, and they do all this terrible things. And the CIA's like, "Fuck! Like, we gotta get him to stop. But if we do, he's right. Yeah, like yeah. if we stop him, he's right. We are after him. What do we do in this situation? But it's I just trolley problem. It's...
1: There's Just one guy on the track, though. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just, I, all signs point to either an accidental death or a possible suicide. But I, when, when there's. When there's a fuzzy death, you yep. have to ask. That's what most of the show's about, is mm-hmm. how that person died. I'm going to bring Meriwether Lewis up. I, what you guys don't know is I've made it a bet with Caleb to bring it up every podcast. Every podcast months, since we've it, done it. But it has to be relevant. But, you know, that's the the truly crazy thing about that story is how that guy died. Yeah. You know, because it, it doesn't really make sense. Here, it could have been suicide. That final message was that could have been a goodbye and a thank you for sure it's definitely like a some people, shout out your patreons you know
0: some people theorize that in the end he um gained a bit of lucidness and realized that oh i just kind of devoted a decade to my life of something that's not going on um and that's why he said it's good to be king but maybe i might just be a little bizarre little person walking back and forth yeah um some people think maybe he Realize that he was doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. And so that could be a thing. A, a lot of other people are like, he may have just not realized the train was coming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and in terms of suicide, there's plenty of people that
1: have schizophrenia that struggle with the idea of relying on people for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know, because by and large, you have to, like, medic- at, at the very least, in the form of medication. But largely, you need to have someone around who can help you with certain things. And... I think that can feel overwhelming. And if you don't have it and you know that you need it and you know that you've needed it for some amount of time, you're going to reach a point, I think, where that sounds perfectly fine. Yeah. Sounds just fine. No problem. Because what's the world really going to lose? You know, And that's a terrible thing to say, but I'm just trying to put myself in his shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, yeah, we lost a lot, and it's a damn shame. The guy, I really wish he
0: could have gotten the help that he needed. Uh, A lot of other engineers have said that he could have been on the level of Gates or Wozniak. I mean, he
1: was incredible. He the was stu-
0: the super talented. Dude, the-
1: he made a, f- a flight simulator that works on a text-based engine. Mm-hmm. The entire thing is in ACII, and it's a three-dimensional... It looks like Star Fox. It yeah. looks better than Star Fox. The trees are great. They're like little drawing trees but he, you know he, he clearly has... had so much talent the idea that he could see one of the apps on that was the the God drawing yeah and you would just hit space and it would just randomly draw a new line or a color or whatever and you'd go until you had something and I respect his outlook there I think that took a tremendous amount of intellect and observation and imagination to be able to go well, if it is a message because when you get these messages people just write it off and go oh that person's crazy they're making it all up you do not understand how much imagination it takes to that quickly have yeah. a full lore ask any dungeon master how difficult it is to have a full lore for a campaign you do not come up with it easily no. let alone right there right then it's already in your head so there's a lot of mental capacity at play here it's just a shame that it's. we see it so often that a A light that burns so bright just burns out it's like certain human beings that run too fast too long they just can't take it their brains they just can't
0: and uh one of my favorite things that he did uh you can find the clip it's 20 some seconds long it's so funny um if you look up the most realistic elephant ever coded um he's giving a tour of temple os and he opens up a most realistic elephant and he's like this is the most realistic elephant that has ever been coded it uses vector interpolation um and it like wanders it's, around it's a little mouth it's and a tail little, are like wiggling yeah its mouth opens its trunk slightly moves its tail wiggles and he's like but if you want something that's better than realism and he closes it and he goes down a couple and he opens another one he goes. Here's an elephant with blue eyes, <laughs> and that's the end of the video. maybe that's elephant too. That might be elephant 2. That's too. It's elephant, elephant That's yeah, an elephant with blue eyes,
1: and they're slightly bigger. Yeah. No. I mean, he was a bright guy, and it's an absolute shame because I don't think those people are wrong to say that he would have been on that level. You know, mm-hmm. like he was. He was compared to Steve Wozniak a lot. Yeah. And that's because they have sort of a similar irreverence to their brilliance. You know. But uh, other than that. Yeah, man, it's a fucking, it's a sad story. It is.
0: Obviously. Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's a really fascinating story. I do think there's humor in it. Um, I think Temple OS is a wild idea. Uh, It's an impressive feat, technically speaking. I think that Terry Davis was a polarizing person, but that's because he had a bipolarizing brain. Yes. You know, and I'm going to cut him slack for a lot of the shit that he said, A, because he's dead and he doesn't need to get that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. And also because when you have a mental illness to the level that he did, I think you don't understand a lot of the rules to play by him. Yeah. You know, or maybe you can... you. I think it's very easy to rationalize getting around him Mm -hmm. so i don't know that it necessarily spoke to his character in his morality i think it more spoke to his mental illness yeah but either way it's absolutely a loss it's an absolute shame whether it was an accidental death uh or some cia agent pushed him in front of a train um or he chose uh that you know he wanted to punch his own card all are respectable other than the cia thing uh the fuck fuck the cia Um, We actually work for the CIA, so that's why we're always talking about it. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's a really sad story, but I hope that what the listeners have taken from it today is that um, there's some really profoundly interesting things in the chaos that is life and the stress Mm -hmm. that is existence. And sometimes people try to say that in ways that I don't think are immediately understood temple os reminds me so much of do you know who daniel johnston is the musician the mm-hmm. hello hot or the hi how are you you've seen that little alien before oh yeah yeah that's daniel johnson that guy passed away uh, recently as well and he uh he had disabilities but he didn't let him stop him from expressing himself mm-hmm. it makes me think of wesley willis you know like i think it's nice to see people who would otherwise be ostracized to a point um, for one thing or another, not to be creative. Yeah. Being creative. So, while it's in the form of a, a, a digital temple in the name of Jesus as an operating system, it was an incredible uh, endeavor. And, you know, I think the work there is just as impressive as the Sistine Chapel is. Yeah. You know, and there's more time put into this. It
0: just doesn't get to sit at the top of a pretty ass church. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I want to leave everyone with, a, on a little higher note, a riddle oh yeah i think if you can put the answer to the riddle if you think you know it in the comments um the riddle is susan is a butcher she is five foot five and wears a size seven shoe what does she
1: weigh all right put your answers in the comments guys let me let me see what you think we'll see whoever's
0: right first we'll i'll tell you next week and let me know if that's something you want me to do each week. A little yeah, a little, little riddle. riddle at the end. A little riddle.
1: That was a good one. I like that. Say it one more time. Uh, Susan is a butcher. She's five foot five. Wears a size seven shoe. What does she weigh? You're never supposed to ask a woman that. Thank you so much, guys. Let us know what you think the answer to the riddle is. Also, if you have any comments on the podcast, let us know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And please, if you'd like to donate to any of the causes that we've linked in the description, please do. Otherwise, call our network or call our hotline if you've got a hot tip for us and join us next week. We'll see you guys. We appreciate you. Ship. So wet. <laughs> the mother The mothership is real, real fucking hot today. Wonky slash. Oh, so wet. <laughs> <laughs> so.